It's again a privilege for me today to be uh, able to share the word of God um, with you as we continue to reflect on uh, the disciples. Um, we've already heard a lot uh, from the disciples and what discipleship is and how we can learn from uh, different uh, disciples and John introduce it and um, he presented them as uh, the first team. Uh, some that as the first DTS, uh, as um, they join um, Jesus in the, in the mission to establish the kingdom of God. And uh, though they are individual, uh, but there is that aspect of team. Even though they are individuality, they come together to form a team, a body of Christ, and uh, in that sense, uh, maybe the concept of uh, the first church uh, from the New Testament perspective. And then uh, we had um, Nick who brought the aspect of uh, they've been 12 and the significance of number 12, but uh, very much uh, the diversity within, uh, within the 12 has, how everyone uh, can contribute with their diversity within the team, and that uh, there is room for um, any of the 12. And then we had um, Paul who brought uh, the aspect of uh, coming from different backgrounds. It really doesn't matter what your background is. What's the most important is actually the grace of God using whatever background that um, we have to um, carry on his ministry to, to serve the world. And so today we are going to be reflecting on uh, the team as well, but very much looking at how each of them have been actually uh, tempted. Uh, they had opportunity to uh, betray Jesus, I put it this way, but by the grace of God, they actually uh, overcame the temptation, except uh, the one Judah Iscariot who um, denied and who uh, betrayed the Savior. In that sense, uh, he did not uh, embrace the grace of God to actually uh, resist the enemy. And that very much um, touches the loyalty of uh, the disciples. Um, Betraying Jesus uh, has very much to do with how much do the disciples love God. And so we can ask the question, how much uh, did Judah Iscariot actually uh, love God and love Jesus for him to come to the point of being described as uh, the traitor? Today we, we are talking about taking communion. In fact, uh, the text that... Uh, uh, one of the texts that talks about uh, communion always mentioned Judah Iscariot, denying that he was Jesus was going to be betrayed. Is somehow uh, the the history or the story of the church is always going to reflect um, the betrayal of um, of Judah, and so that that question of um, loyalty to Jesus is also the same question for us today as disciples of Jesus. How much do we love God? Um, do we love God enough 
at the point that we, uh, we prefer rather to die than to betray Jesus. I think uh, for us as, as Christians, sometimes uh, our shortcomings or the sin that, that we commit can be uh, explained by how much we love God. Like, do I love God enough that I prefer not to hurt him? Or actually I love myself more than uh, it's okay to hurt God? So, so the, um, our love for, for God, our love for Jesus actually maintains uh, a stable relationship that we can have with, with God. So we're going to be looking first as Jews, as, as a disciple, and uh, studying or reflecting on Judah is quite an interesting exercise, actually. It raises more questions than is, uh, it asks, and a lot of theologians are going about arguments. There are some who think that actually the gospel has been very unfair to, uh, to Judah Iscariot. They describe him as... Uh, uh, the traitor, and uh, actually we should be grateful to, to Judah. There, there are some, some theologians that, that think that way. Because if Jesus is going to be crucified, then someone has to betray him. There needs to be, to be a, a betrayer. Um, some people um, have uh, opposite view to it. Uh, but some of these questions, we may not have answers to it until Jesus comes. And then those questions would be irrelevant anyway. So, uh, shall, we dis- uh, shall we actually be grateful to, to Judah Iscariot because he, he betrayed Jesus? And you can take that question further. Shall we be grateful actually to, uh, to Satan who inspired uh, Judah? So um, there is not much actually which is said about Judah in, in the Bible except that his, his reputation as the one who, who is the traitor or the one who uh, betrayed Jesus. And um, his name, Iscariot, uh, is a bit intriguing because it's not very clear uh, what is actually Iscariot. There are some who think that Iscariot is their family name. Um, so in, in that case, so Judah Iscariot would be Judah would be his name, and then Iscariot would be his, his surname. And so uh, John seems to be suggesting it in John chapter 12, verse 4, and then um, chapter 6, verse uh, 70 to verse 71, where he is actually referring to uh, Judas' fathers as, as Iscariot. So there are some who think that Iscariot uh, is his surname. Some people think that um, Iscariot is rather a nickname uh, coming from a corrupted Latin word that mean, which is Sicarius. And Sicarius in, in Latin would be uh, a murderer. And so because of what he did, then it could be a corrupted uh, form of Sicariot or someone who carry a dagger to, uh, to kill someone. And um, some people think that uh, Iscariot means that uh, it is someone who comes from Cariot. And there is uh, a town um, in Judah which is called Cariot. 
And so Judah Iscariot could be uh, Judah, the man who came from Iscariot. Um, so uh, a village in, uh, in Judah. In that case, if Judah is someone from Iscariot, then he would be the only disciple that is, is not from Galilee because most of the disciples of Jesus uh, came from Galilee. So uh, there is not much really um, about the meaning of, of the name. So you can uh, see whatever makes more sense. Uh, but there is a very strong opinion about the, uh, the scholars that uh, probably it's the corrupted uh, Latin word because of uh, the action that uh, Judah did as the uh, the traitor that led us to uh, to the second point Judah the traitor in fact and um, yeah the synoptic gospels have been very clear about him um, Luke for example Luke described him as a traitor. And we can see that in Luke chapter 6, verse 16. Matthew, Mark, and John describe him as a betrayer. And um, also we see that in Matthew chapter 10, verse 4. Mark chapter 3, verse 19. And then John chapter 6, verse 64. And um, the, uh, the outline of my... Of my um, Sermon is already on our website anyway, if you want to uh, take note of those uh, references. So um, we see uh, the, uh, the Gospels writer uh, describing him as a traitor and as a, a betrayer. And so the question that we would uh, want to ask now is that if he is described as a betrayer or as a traitor, what's, was he actually born a betrayer? Was Judah Iscariot born to become the one that is going to betray Jesus and he couldn't escape it? Uh, as I said earlier, I said, this Studying uh, Judah raised a lot of, lot of questions. So was he predestined actually to become a betrayer that he cannot escape it, whatever he did? In that case, how does the love of God relate to him? So did God create someone uh, so that his final destination is destruction. So it's a lot of, lot of theological questions that, that is raised concerning Judah. And so, um, so I'm not necessarily not going to give you uh, answers to this, and uh, that's part of our role as wrestling with the scripture anyway, and um, asking the spirit really to... Uh, Show us what is uh, in the life of Judah that can, that can be a, a lesson or an, an inspiration to us. But the Bible uh, does indicate that Jesus actually knew that uh, he's going to be betrayed. And also by selecting Judah, he also knew that Judah was going to betray him. And, and the Bible did indicate that. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 24, we read, The Son of Man 
will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrayed the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Right. This, this, this are the words of Jesus uh, speaking about whoever is going to betray him. So are we, are we going to take it as this prophecy is being waiting to be fulfilled in Judah Iscariot? Or is it to be fulfilled in anyone? And so um, Judah, uh, Jesus knew that he was going to be betrayed and he was prophesied and he knew that uh, Judah is, is going to betray him. But that doesn't give us enough uh, understanding or enough uh, reflection as to make a decision or to uh, be very emphatic about it. Yes, Judah was born to, to betray Jesus, that he could not escape it. But um, also uh, to stretch a bit of, of some of to stretch a bit some of this uh, reflection, we can also see that Judah, he was selected like the other apostles, like the other disciples, to establish the kingdom of God, and he was given authority. You know, Judah, like the other apostle, was given power and authority under Jesus' direction. So even though G- Jesus knew that. Someone is going to betray him. But in the life of the disciples as the team, as the first team, Judah had the authority and the power as well to go out there and to establish the kingdom of God. And there is no indication in the Bible that he did not heal sick or that he did not preach the gospel. There is no indication like that. So we can, we can actually... Uh, argue that he did everything like the other disciples did. Jesus ordained him like he ordained the, uh, the other apostles, and he probably cast out demons uh, like the other disciples. And in Acts chapter 1, verse 17, we see even Peter acknowledge that Judah had a share in the ministry. And so um, it's quite plain in, in the Bible that uh, from day one, when, when Judah was selected, he was the dodgy one. You know, th- there, is, there is no an indication like that. And uh, he was also the treasurer of, of the team, of the first team, and he was carrying uh, their bank. So he was the banker of, of, of the team. And... Um, and actually playing a role like that, it should be someone of trust as well. Because uh, if Judah already had a reputation, a bad, a bad reputation, then uh, why would actually Jesus uh, entrust the care of, of the finances to him? And so, um, looking at all of all of these aspects, um, we can see that uh, Judah wasn't born a devil. He was he was just a normal person uh, like anyone else. 
And um, he had fellowship with the Jesus and with the rest of, of the 12 and the rest of the, the team um, like anyone else. And uh, at, at, this, at this point, uh, we can say that uh, Judah becoming a traitor, I, I would like to, to put it that way. He wasn't born a traitor, but he became a traitor. And uh, in fact, uh, Luke seems to be indicating that in Luke chapter 6, verse 16. He indicated Judah who became a traitor. And uh, an, an element of application in that is you can become something or someone that you are not meant to be if you make bad choices. And those, those are elements of, of application that um, we can see from, from this aspect. A lot of teenagers, they travel to go to Syria to, uh, to become terrorists. They are not born terrorists. Because of the bad choice, uh, they made and then they end up going and then being trained by killers and they, they become killers. They are not born terrorists. They are born normal UK citizens and who can uh, have flourishing career and who can contribute to the life of the society like, like anyone else. But they end up uh, becoming uh, those who destroy, and it was in the news recently anyway, uh, we we all aware of, of these uh, realities. And so those are bad influences, those are bad choices that uh, cause uh, people to become things that they are not supposed to be. And uh, for the case of, of Judah, we can, we can see that there are openings in the life of Judah that make him to make those choices and then finally uh, he became a traitor. And uh, him becoming uh, a traitor was a trap that he fall into and he end up destroying himself. Because uh, most of the, uh, the disciples, most of the apostles, we've seen the way they died. They died by being martyred and uh, for the sake of the gospel. But the, date, the death of Judah is a different one because he went and he killed himself. He destroyed himself. And it seems that there was even a prophecy uh, about uh, the way <clears throat> the, the betrayal of Jesus was gonna, going to die. And um, he took money for the uh, religious leader uh, from the time that he chose to, to betray Jesus. And then because they would not take the money and then the money would not be accepted in the treasury of the temple, they use it to buy a land um, that's going to be, be used to bury uh, foreigners and, and strangers. And it seems that there was actually a prophecy um, 
for the land that was bought. And Jeremiah chapter 19 verse 6 talks about uh, how the land uh, was going to be bought. And Zechariah as well uh, is a prophecy related to uh, that land. Zechariah chapter 11 verse 8 to verse 12. And Matthew cite uh, both of those uh, quote uh, in in one go. And so uh, we see here that Judah Iscariot was not born uh, a traitor or the one who is going to betray Jesus, but some of his choices led him to, to do it, and he ended up destroying himself, and he committed, basically he committed suicide. And so uh, that's... This, this point is also a bit of maybe an opportunity for us to reflect on the issue with suicide in a, in a, in a society. It's, it says that um, in the UK, between 2017 and 2018, there's been about uh, 6,000 suicides. And um, usually those who commit suicide are people from 45 to 49. And then uh, three-quarter of the suicide is uh, among men. And so uh, as we, uh, we had an opportunity to be thinking about it um, for the case of, of Judah, is for us as well to have an awareness of uh, what is happening in, in a society. Judah, because he betrayed Jesus and he realized that actually he's done something terrible. He, he would have not betrayed uh, the symbol of love. He couldn't cope with it. He couldn't cope with the stress of it. And then he went and he, he killed himself. And uh, the cases of suicide in our society, usually they are also people who want to live a normal life and that at some point they are face to face with a reality that's overwhelming, that they cannot handle anymore. They are between, should I choose to live? Should I choose to die? And one would like to ask, to ask the question is, uh, has someone spoken to Judah at, at that time? And um, would Judah be safe from commi- committing suicide? Um, those are um, questions that, that we will ask, but uh, it's an opportunity for us really to reflect on uh, the issue of suicide. And sometime uh, in our society, maybe a simple act of kindness and showing someone that actually you're worth and uh, you, are, you are valuable in a society can actually prevent them from committing suicide because people begin with a thought and then that thought would develop. And sometimes it could be because there is a lack of meaningful relationships. And so our role as, as a church, as a disciple of Jesus, is uh, to cultivate the sense of community, to cultivate a good relationship with people who, who are around us. And um, so that because of our relationship with one another, we can actually prevent people from committing suicide. Um, 
And the, the third point that I would like to, uh, to bring is, is why did, Jesus, did Judah betray Jesus? Some people think that uh, Judah was uh, a zealot, uh, the, the patriotic fighters who want to get rid of the Roman. And, so, and he was expecting Jesus to be that military savior, and then he was going to get rid of, of the Roman. And then he got disillusioned because Jesus didn't do it, and therefore he got angry with Jesus and then uh, decided to betray him. That's, that's uh, one thought and um, one line of uh, thinking it. Some people th- think that uh, Judah genuinely believed that Jesus was a Messiah, and then uh, by betraying Jesus, then Jesus would give uh, to the world uh, and understanding that he is a Messiah, that Jesus would display his power as a Messiah. Like he wanted to see Jesus displaying his power. So, so how can I cause Jesus to do it so I should, I should uh, betray him? So that's what some, some other people think. And then uh, in the Gospel of Judah, by the way, there is a Gospel of Judah, which is uh, the apocryphal. Uh, they think that there is, there is part in, in that um, apocryphal book, uh, indicating that uh, uh, Judah had a conversation with Jesus. And Jesus is the one who suggested to Judah that, okay, uh, this is what I was born for, so I suggest that you uh, betray me for the the religious leaders so that the plan of God can be fulfilled. This is what it says in in the Gospel of of Judah. But... um, it is, it is very vague and it's very blurry for us to have a clear statement as to why did Judah betray Jesus. What we know is that he did betray Jesus. And most of the Gospels then indicate that it was inspired by Satan. So it is Satan who inspired uh, Judah to betray uh, Jesus. And in that case, for us, it's like, what are the doors that Judah actually opened to allow Satan to come and invade him? And this is the... uh, the last point that I would like to, uh, to finish with is uh, the mode of operation of, of Satan. Satan has the intentions of killing Jesus. That, that was his, uh, his original plan. And he's been looking for partners. He's looking for possibilities of how can that happen. And so it happens that Judah has doors open, and then the Bible says that actually from the time that um, Judah took the money, Satan entered him. And so there are openings in the life of Judah that made him to become a traitor or the one who is going to betray, betray Jesus. And that's very much the mode of operation of, uh, of Satan. Satan, when he comes to attack uh, the disciple, to attack those who come, who, uh, who love God, 
Satan would not actually come as, by the way, I am Satan and my role is to destroy people. That's not how he does it. He just looks for normal conversation as if there is nothing wrong or as if there is not a bad intention. That's, that's the mode of operation of, of Satan. So the, uh, the story of Judah should be a time for us to reflect a bit on spiritual warfare that we are engaged in as disciples of Jesus. We need to be aware that in the spiritual realm, the enemy is also active looking to have conversation with us as, as disciples of Jesus. And so those that uh, are open, and then the enemy would, would, would go in. The doors for, for Judah, probably, maybe it was greed at some point because he was carrying the money. Then maybe he opened the door by greed. And then by stealing money, that's what, uh, what John says anyway. He wasn't worried because of that uh, expensive perfume. He doesn't care that but he worried about the money because he used to steal money. So maybe there's, there's been time in Judah life that he, be, he opened door by greed or he opened door by, by his own ambition. And so these are the mode of the operation of, of the enemy. When Satan came to the Garden of Eden to, tem- to tempt Adam and Eve, he didn't, he didn't come like, yes. I am very famous in destroying people's lives, and that's why I'm here today. He didn't show up that, that way. The way that we see the conversation between Adam and Eve and the enemy is, is like it's something very normal, and then he's just finding a way how he can infiltrate them. And... Um, my, 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 bro- my brother, my younger brother, the, the one who, uh, who follows me, he has his, his, this finger. Is that, you call it index? I don't know how you, you call it, but it's index in French. Uh, he has that, that finger. Uh, it's been ch- chopped off by, uh, by one of uh, his friends. They were playing anyway, so it was, it was an accident. And, um, and the day it happened... Um, there was, there was one, of, one of our friends, and then he, he came to me, and, and he says, you should avenge your brother. How would your brother live with, uh, with a fingerless? Uh, you, should, you should avenge your brother, and then you should do the same thing uh, to the guy who, who did it to him. And, um, and every night I go to bed thinking about it. It's like it's, like it's infiltrated my head. It's, and I was, I was already thinking and planning, uh, is it right? Should I avenge my brother? And, um, and it, it was becoming very overwhelming uh, to me. Um, that I was, of, of course, angry and then seeing, seeing, seeing my brother that way. And it was a bit as if Satan was having conversation with me in my head and trying to, to, to convince me. Until the day uh, uh, my, my brother came back from hospital and then my dad and, and his family, we were talking, talking about it. And then my dad says that um, for us as believers, forgiveness is the way that we handle things. 
And so when my dad actually uh, talked about forgiveness because of that specific case of, of my brother, it is from that night that thought left, left me. It's like, it, used, it, used, it was tormenting me every night. It's like, why, what, why should I see my, my, my brother without finger? And then he, is, he has his finger. And so when my dad spoke about forgiveness, it's, it's like an antidote for, for, for that thought, and it, it disappears. And so this, this is the strategy of the enemy. He wanted to infiltrate our mind. And then when we start having a normal conversation of the enemy, that's the beginning of our downfall. And so this is why I think there is, there is something very significant when God asked Adam, in, Adam and Eve in the Garden of, of Eden after they actually uh, committed the, the sin. And God asked them, who told you that uh, you are naked? Of course, God knew. But I think there is something in, in that question God asking, who told you? It's like, what is your source of information? Who have you been hanging out with? It was because Adam and Eve had been hanging out with, with, with the serpent, with the enemy. It's not because they, they, they were actually uh, naked. So they, who told you that you are naked? What is your source of in inspiration? Have you been hanging out with someone that you're not supposed to be hanging out because they've been hanging out with, with Satan? And so um, uh, this is what uh, I want to, uh, to finish with. It's like We are today exposed to various source of uh, information. And, uh, and we need to reflect on these questions. Who told me that I am not handsome? Who told me that I cannot be successful? Who told me that I am never going to be out of these situations? Is that, is that God? Who told you that you are naked? And so these can be maybe a WhatsApp message from the enemy a Facebook message from Satan, a phone call from, from Satan, beware that you don't actually uh, pick up a phone call from the enemy or answer a WhatsApp message from Satan that's trying to destroy you. And especially for, uh, for teenagers, the influence of, of social media, which is uh, promoting... Uh, what, what they define as, as beautiful, and the enemy can, can use those kind of infiltrating your mind. It's like, yeah, no one like me. I'm not beautiful like what I saw in the, in the social media. It's like, where is that coming from? Who told you that you are naked? Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for your word, and... Uh, we thank you that um, even though you were in the presence of Judah, who is going to betray you, you, you were not distracted by his presence because you are love. And I thank you for us today as a um, disciple of yours. Um, Lord, we pray that we remain loyal to you, that we would watch over our love to you so that our love would prevent us from sinning against you.
Lord, we pray as well as uh, those who are dedicated and loyal to you that we would not enjoy hanging out with Satan, enjoy hanging out with the enemy and use him as a source of our information. Lord, we want to remain loyal to you and our source of information should be your word, your spirit, and only that. Lord, give us to be faithful until you come back. In Jesus' name, amen.